Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. What a blessing, what a blessing. We want to take some amazing testimonies. You know, the Holy Spirit has been at work in this church and he's still working in this church. And you see, one of the things the Holy Spirit does is he gives us emphasis. And in this church, the emphasis the Holy Spirit has given us is to win souls, to establish them, to gather people, to pass people to church. How many of you are into passing? How many of you are into gathering of souls? And you know, the Bible says that as we seek first the kingdom of God, every other thing will be added unto us. So today we want to share some kingdom testimonies. Are you excited? Oh, I can't hear your excitement. Give the Lord a shout of praise if you're excited. As we put our hands together for our sister Ophelia, she's from UPSA, she shares a testimony of how God came through for her in a supernatural way when she decided to get involved in soul winning, establishing of souls, and passing people to church. Amen. Oh, put your hands together for her. Keep clapping for her. So, Ophelia joined um, UPSA campus about four years ago, and immediately she joined the campus. She got involved. She joined the First Love Church, and she got involved in the work. She became a center leader bringing people to church every Sunday and her course was a newly introduced course to the university and people were saying the course is very difficult and if you learn if you don't learn you will fail and if you get involved in all kinds of activities you will fail the course but Ophelia decided that she would rather stick to the wisdom of the Bible that when you seek first the kingdom of God all other things will be added to you and tell us Ophelia what happened started getting involved with the church activities it took a lot of my time and I wasn't getting a lot of time to study so at a point like I got so um, I didn't know I would complete school and even become the top of my class and by the grace of God I was the best graduating student for real estate management and finance you you are saying something so powerful with such a pleased look on your face I mean take it again take it again you said you are what so I, was, I became top of my class for real estate management and finance, and I was the best graduating student. Is that you receiving the award? Yes. This me. is the person who was called and serious. She was called and serious in her class because she called, she went around knocking on doors and putting people on buses. But you are the next person to be the top of your class. Now, if you are not a student, put your hands down. All students, stand up and lift your hands. I said you are the next person to graduate top of your class. Amen. Ophelia, were you surprised when God came through for you in this way? Yes, I was really surprised. Why were you surprised? I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. Were there people in your class who looked like they would be the top of the class? Yes, I actually thought of someone that I thought would take it. Why did you think that person would take it? She was very serious. Always with their books. Yes. And you were with their bus. You (laughs) stick with your bus. Stick with your bus. You will come back with a testimony. Anything to say before you leave? So I want to encourage all my level 100 and continuing students. So whatever you are doing in church, don't be discouraged. The beginning might look too 
stressful, but the end would definitely pay off. Wow. Oh, put your hands together for that wonderful testimony. You know, the Bible says that the testimonies are your counselors. Please put your hands together for Reverend Jonathan as he comes up to share how God has moved in his life miraculously. You see, if you don't get excited about someone's testimony, you will never receive yours. You will never receive yours. Tell us, how have you been involved in the church work and how has it transformed your life? Um, I've, I've, my name is Jonathan and I've been involved in church work for the past maybe 10 years of my life. Wow. And within these 10 years, I've pastored maybe about 12 different churches. And, I, <laughs> and through, through this time of giving myself to serving God, there were times that it looked like things were not going to work out. It looked like I was going to fail in school. But by the grace of God, I finished school and then I started working. And when I, was, when I started working, I started to work for my mother and help her with her work. And initially, she didn't want to employ me because she felt that when I work for her, I'm only going to use it as an excuse to be coming to church because all I do is go to church. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> so, but God being so good, over the past few years that I've been working for her and been serving God in church actively, God has helped us and lifted up the company and now we are about three or four times our size and just and just and just last year when prophet was preaching about the year of seed time and harvest time one of the offering times he said that we should double our offering this year mm. and so i decided last year that i'm going to double my offering and i can i cannot lie to you but it was very difficult but as i doubled my offering i can say that with between last year and this year we are actually twice our size. The company has become twice its twice size. size. Twice, times two. Times two. Times two. That means the net worth, everything. the income, everything has increased it, times it, two. It has been the highest it has ever been since the company was founded. Oh, why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise? Why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise? I know you've written down a number of goals and a number of things that you are going to do to improve your life and your company. But I came to tell you that you cannot help yourself. You know, a king was passing by and someone asked him for help. And he said, if the Lord doesn't help you, I don't know where you'll find help for yourself. But I see God coming through for you and helping you as you get involved in winning souls, giving to the church, establishing people and passing people. I see God coming and through you for know, you. Just to add, you know, the reason why I know it's God is because, you know, sometimes I've gone to try and get contracts before. You go send proposal, the people don't mind you. Mm. But last year, I didn't go and call anybody. Ash. The people themselves were calling me. At a point, there was a, a large, very large multinational company. They come and they were rather giving me pressure. That Charlie can bring that thing we want you to do for us. And I realized that. May people it's give God. you pressure in the God. name of Jesus. Wow. Now blessings are chasing you. Blessings are chasing you. You are not chasing the blessings. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise and put your hands together for Jesus. And let's welcome our final testimony from Pastor Solomon. Please put your hands together for him. You know, the Bible says that our, the testimonies are counselors. Everything you are hearing is about is how God is also going to prosper you. Everything you've heard God give to somebody is how is what He's going to give to you. Amen. As a Solomon, what has God done for you? Hallelujah. Amen. Some of us we don't come from a spiritual background. It is only through prophet that we came to this area. But when we came to church, my aim was to be rich. Your aim. Was before to you rich. came to church, before I came to was church, to be rich. was to be rich. Okay. But when I came to church, one day our bishop, Bishop Joshua, gave us a form to sign that whatever you want God to do for you, when you bask, 
were able to give a bus, bring a bus or two buses right in there. Wow. So, so because we, I don't have any spiritual goal, prophets spoke about tithe one day. So I said, God, give me a tithe that can tempt me to eat the tithe. A tithe that can tempt no, me. No, no, no. Take your time. You're, you're, uh, take your time and explain the testimony. You said you told God that as you are entering into this covenant to bring buses to church, yes. God should give you an amount, the and tithe of which is tempting. That can, very tempting. Okay. So I buzzed. I, I think I exceeded my target. Okay. And lo and behold, uh, an Indian who was my supplier came to me, we were talking, and I was talking about me moving my children to another school, another thing because of school fees. And I said, oh, forget. I'll pay one term for you. Wow. And the school fees is not in cities, you okay. know. It's not in cities. It's and good. he said, I'll pay one term for you. For this is because of school fees. Yes. Forget it. Let, it. let them be there. Pay two, I'll pay one. Wow. I said, God bless you. Then he said, what I want to do for you more is that give me some money. I'll put it in my company so that at a, at a point, you'll be worth something. You have a capital, you don't need these school fees and other things. So he took my money, put it in his company for four years, later gave me an, an amount, and the amount he gave me, the title of it can buy a car. You sit down, you sit down, sit down. You, you keep sitting down. Sit down. Give the Lord a shout of praise. It's not that we don't believe in prosperity, oh. Is the order that you are getting wrong. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things will be added unto you. Everybody tell your neighbor, get the order right. Get the order right. In fact, I made plans with the money. Wow. Then I felt God telling me that, please, don't forget something. You said, when after bath, and if you are able to bath, and I give you this, I have a tithe in that money. So immediately I remember the tithe. And I was tempted to even distribute it and pay it small, small. But something occurred to me that if you do it small, small, you chop the money. Go and pay it now. So I went to the bank and went to pay the tithe. Wow. Even the church called me that, is there a mistake? Hey! I said, no, there's no mistake. Have you ever received such a call? Anybody sitting down is the one who will not receive it. Give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs> I told the church. Hey. I told the church Everybody there's no say, mistake. Hey. Have you made a mistake? I told the church that it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. The, the, the tithe is tempting me. It's tempting so I need to give it out you need before to do I get the problem. And by the grace of God, I spoke to my Pastor Solomon, encourage. There's a girl at the back there. She doesn't believe anything yet. She is still sitting down at the back. Encourage her before I you tell leave. you, get involved in bassing. The, the, the greatest thing in this church is bassing, shepherding, establishing souls, retaining members. Mm. That's the only thing that can make it. And you'll be shocked that after paying the tithe, I asked my bishop what I should do with the rest. And he said, you have a building that you have not completed. Go and complete it. And by the grace of God, that building is completed. The building is completed. It has been rented. There are six apartments. Can we see the building, please? No, this is the uncompleted state. This house. Look at that. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. After, after bathing. This is what the Lord did for me. Wow. And just after finishing this, I had a problem. It's like Satan attacked me. And I lost a lot of money. So I came to see my bishop again that after all day, I think Satan is afraid of me. So he's giving me losses. And my bishop told me that, you see the calculation. Check your calculation. And immediately I started checking the calculation. I can tell you, this year, 
we had a prophet over the prophet. There's a prophet over prophet. My God. There's a prophet over prophet. My God. And that prophet, my God. Even by a jaguar. Oh, give the Lord a mighty shout of Hallelujah. I see God taking care of your needs as you get involved in soul winning and establishing of souls. I'm not done. Yes, sir. There's a last person. Okay. That one who were given a covenant. Mm. And I told God that, Father, do with me whatever you want to do. Yes. And that day, I think prophet was overwhelmed with the crowd. So he started prophesying on us. And he started prophesying we're going on honeymoon. Mm. In fact, I didn't think I can go on honeymoon. But I thought I was married, so there's no honeymoon for me. So I was receiving it for my Basenta members and other things. Little did I know that I was going for a second honeymoon. Hey! And the prophecy was that, you know how prophets speak? Yes, sir. I see somebody on an island. Mm. He's at the beach. Mm. He's swimming. Hey. And by the grace of hey, God. Hey, hey, can I inform you that that prophecy is still hovering over this place? Receive it in the name of Jesus. If wow. I do, if you look at somebody like who is married for a long time, I never thought I would be in the beach. But God did it. But in three months, hey. my bishop Joshua called me hey. again and said, Solomon, I can see that you didn't enjoy your honeymoon. How many days was your original honeymoon? I said two days. Mercy. He said no. No. That, that's very that's bad. An error. You are going on honeymoon now. Now. I said, bishop, how? He says, the Lord will provide. And by the time I realized, I was at the end of the world Colicosos. on an island called Swimming in an ocean. Okay. That's a prophet prophesied. Just as it was prophesied. So I even sent prophet a message that a, a boy like me hey. is far from Ghana and a boy on an like island. You and a girl like you will also be there. Shout, I will be there. Give I, the Lord a I shout of praise. I want to encourage anybody in this mm. church that I want you to be serious with your members, serious with bassing, That's right. retaining the members, yes. and always make sure that mm. you come to church with the bass. My God. And God will never spare you with a blessing. In the name the of Jesus. The blessing will chase you. It will chase it, you. It will, uh, the, the Nigerian says, the blessing go loud. It go loud. And the, the, the enemies. It, it go worry the neighbors. It go worry the neighbors. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that the testimonies are counselors. Be advised by these few words. And I believe that we are, we are on the caps of greatness. And God is going to bless every single member of this church as we get involved. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise.
hand for the word of God. Um, our prophet is back home today from Panama, from Panama City. Amen. And um, it's exciting to be here. It's exciting to be alive. Um, John the Baptist had a ministry that was in the wilderness, far away from town. And people used to travel all the way from Jerusalem and from all the surrounding towns to go to where John the Baptist was to hear what he had to say. And Jesus said in Luke 7 and 24, he said, what went ye out to see? Did you go and see a reed shaking with the wind? Did you go and see uh, a man in soft raiment? And then he said, no. You know, there are many things that happen in our church. The music is beautiful. The prayer time was amazing. We had a blessed time worshiping God. Um, the film stars, I think the film stars were fantastic today. Um, but I tell you, that's not what we came out to see. And Luke 7 verse 26, Jesus answered the question. He said, what went you out to see? We came to see a prophet. We came to see somebody who hears from God. We came to see, we came to hear somebody who received something from heaven. You know, uh, somebody said to me recently that we are all hungry for God. What we are looking for in this world is, is truly God. There's nothing else that can satisfy you. And today we all came. I think all services are here today. Gospel encounter, are you here? Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost encounter. I think there's even a, a small touch of Anakazo, even though I know. But the experience is also the But I just, I want to remind you when you were ironing this morning and you were wearing your shirt, what were you coming out to see? Were you coming to see the pianist? Were you coming to hear the drama? Were you coming to listen to music? What went ye out to see? A prophet, a prophet, somebody who hears from God, somebody who is bringing God to us. The Bible says in the next verse, Jesus said, I, He came to prepare the way of the Lord. He came to bring God into your life. He came to bring God's voice into your heart. He came to bring what God has for you. That's why I left home today. That's why I zipped up my trousers. That's why I put on my shoes. I came out to hear God's servant. And I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a word from God. I'm expecting God's voice. And I'm expecting a message. Help me sing. I expect a miracle today. How many of you are expecting a miracle this afternoon? Lift your voice. Let's sing it. I expect a miracle today. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible to those who believe and say. Do you believe God's word? I believe His word is still the same. And I expect, I expect, I expect, I expect. The expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. I expect a miracle today. Lift your hands in expectation. Say nothing is impossible to those who believe and say. I believe God's word is still the same And I expect, I expect, and I expect a miracle For with God, nothing 
a miracle today. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Oh, I believe in His word. I believe in His word. I believe in what His word says. I believe in God. I believe. I believe His word is still the same. And I expect. I expect. I expect. And I expect a miracle. Jesus, the loudest shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Father, we give you thanks for today. Thanks for your word. Thanks for your spirit. Thanks for your mercies. We are grateful and we ask you to lead us by your mighty spirit. Speak to our hearts. Heal us of every plague, every curse, every problem. Thank you that no one is going to live here the same. We give you thanks and we give you praise. We lift our hands and we say, Holy Spirit, be real to us today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Are you excited to be in church today? What a blessing. Well, I'm going to see all of you at the camp this week. All right, sit down, sit down. Tell somebody that we have a... We... All right, all right, all right. Now... all of you. God bless you. Sit down. Sit down. It's nice to be back in church. Alright. Now, I hope you're all going to be at the camp this week. Tell somebody, are you aware that there is a camp? Starting from Tuesday. To Friday. All right. Now just interview your neighbor and ask him whether will you be there? Will you be there? Tell the person, I need the truth. Don't lie to me. We are in the house of the Lord. Right. Now Today, I want to share with you something that is going to surprise you. Yes. And um, I need my, one of my books. I need, uh, okay, well, you put it on the screen, so that's fine. Now, I need, I need you to listen very carefully because 
it's about something that people don't believe or take as seriously as they should because it's so powerful amen how many want to know what powerful thing that is yes. and uh, people I, I, I know that even pastors don't know how great and powerful what I'm going to share with you is how, how, how valuable and precious I know I know because I can see from the from the way people behave and talk and preach so that's why I want to just bring your mind to it that I really need you to listen carefully and uh, pay attention in your heart to something that I believe God wants for you as an individual and for all of us as a church amen because it's very precious to God are you ready to listen to what I'm saying my microphone is oily. Is it from the, the last uh, time? Everything is oily here. Is it, has there been an anointing service? 31st night. Okay. All right. Settle down. Everybody sit down. Get a place to sit somehow. Try to find somewhere. And what I'm sharing is very, very, very important. I want you to put your hand on your heart. Say, Lord, yay. Today they open my hard heart, my soft heart my wicked heart, my kind heart let my heart be open in Jesus name all hearts are opening amen right my topic today is church growth listen church growth yes church growth yes church growth. But this is church growth for all of us. Usually, this topic is preached to pastors. But I feel in the realm of the spirit to speak to you and to all of us about the church. Yeah. Church growth. Yeah. I've never preached this in a church before. I always preach to pastors about this. Amen. Amen. Now, God really wants to look after all of us and care for us and bless us. Amen. Amen. And after the Lord saved us, right, in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. He, these are his last known words. Usually say that the last words of Jesus are in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But actually, Acts is even after. So these are his last words. And the very last words of a man to people that he loves are very important. If someone knows that this is the last time I'm going to speak to you, and this is the somebody important to me. The person wants to tell you just one thing. 
Well, I mean, got a chance to just to say whatever. It must be something important. I don't think it's going to tell you. Make sure you eye on your shirt. As the last, these are my last words to you. Wash the dishes. No, no, no. His very last words. He says, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Right? Holy Spirit is going to come. And when the Holy Spirit comes, everything is going to change. How many have been in a church before and you didn't understand what they were saying? And you felt sleepy. And it was boring. And you slept. And you didn't know, have any reason why you ever go back to that church. How many have experienced that before? Yes, that was my experience in church. And if you listen to the sermons of the people speaking, you find out that they are correct. They are correct because they use the Bible and the words in the word of God. But the Holy Spirit is what is not there. And that is why there is no power. Power to change. Power to heal. Power that can attract hot-blooded young boys and girls like you. How many are warm-blooded, full of sexual power and other types of powers? I don't know if I'm talking to the right group. to make sure I'm in the right church. There is some kind of power that has been able to arrest you and there's some kind of power that has been able to arrest me. I was 25 years old when the Lord called me to be a pastor. Took me away from what I was being trained to be, which is a doctor. I was 25 years old. That's about 35 years ago. He was able to take me in the medical school. I had not finished medical school. He said, you are a pastor. And that was the end of everything else. Oh, yes. This this power is real. The Holy Ghost is real. And he said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And that's when we start speaking in tongues. And then he said two things. You shall be witnesses. You see, witness unto me. You're going to tell people about what you've experienced. Which is different from preaching. That's why everybody can be a witness. And everybody is supposed to be a witness. Because everybody has an experience with God. So this is not not a scripture for pastors. This is a scripture for everybody who has had an experience with God. You shall be witnesses. And so it's not about being a preacher. It's about what you have experienced in God and with God. And you are, Jesus said, go out and tell people 
about what you've experienced with me. And you're supposed to do this in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And somehow there has been enough power to do exactly what Jesus said. And that's how come there is a church here today. Because this is far from Israel. Where we are is far. And it's all over the world. This scripture has been fulfilled. People have gone out being witnesses. And this is the, it's the most important thing. All your problems are encapsulated in this scripture. All your needs are in this scripture. Everything about you is right in this scripture. Everything we will ever need is right in there. Because once you stay on his mission, it's almost like your problems and your issues to do with your beloved, your marriage, your whatever, whatever is pinching and paining you. It's like, why, why didn't he mention it? But he rather said this. I remember one time I went to wait on the Lord. Hey, I had a whole lot of problems. You know, pastors are like goats. When a goat is sweating, you can't see that he's sweating. I had a whole lot of issues, so I went to wait on the Lord. And as I was praying, like the song says, sometimes you don't even know what you are praying about after you've been praying for a long time. You've forgotten what the topic is. Sometimes you have to write down the topic so that you don't, you don't forget what you are praying about. Your mind goes blank. Then the Lord started to speak to me about something else. Hey, and I was asking, Holy Spirit, why don't you address the problem which I brought here? It was like that was not, he didn't even mention that and took me onto something else. And I realized that by taking me on, he solved the problem. Yeah. Because from that time that I was praying till today, that problem has not really gone. The problem I was praying about, was it 20, 25 years ago? It hasn't really gone. It's still around. But he takes my mind and he says, this, do this. Go on to this. Yeah. And you see, somehow, it helps you to move on. And things fall into place when you go on to focus on what God wants you to do. Because that's the mission. We are all going to see the Lord. It's just a few years more and many of us will not be on this earth. Yeah. We'll be gone. We'll be with him. A lot of our little bitty problems will not matter. What will matter is his will. And we'll be with him. I'll be looking back. Oh, I want to go back. I wish I had done it this way. I wish I had preached like this. I wish I had maybe taken this step. Oh, what was I thinking about? When I was there, what was my mind working? 
But were you told? You were told it's in the Bible. You had it over and over again. Well, how were you thinking? It's just a matter of some few years. By the grace of God, in about 10 years, I've been preaching. In about 10, if I'm still around, I'll be 70. That's a lot. Can you even imagine the word, the English word 70? It's, it's just a matter. So that is, seems to be why when Jesus was about to leave his disciples, some of them had issues, different things. He just told them, look, you are going to receive power. And you'll be my witnesses. Don't worry about what to say. Just say what happened to you. You'll be my witnesses. That's the difference between witnessing and preaching. Everybody can witness because everybody who is really born again and who has received Christ can at least say what you know and what you've experienced. That's a witness. So, when you start witnessing and you start telling people about Jesus, it's it gives rise to churches. It, it causes churches to be formed. Because we are in this church because I'm sharing my experience right. with God. Right. Everybody has that responsibility. Right. One time I heard Derek Prince say that everyone has a responsibility. And he said that Derek Prince has messages which he calls, he says, pages from my life's book, my life story. He said, it's my responsibility to share my personal life story. He said, it's a responsibility of every Christian to share your personal story. Because Jesus said, we must go out and be witnesses. It's your responsibility. And when you do it seriously, and you share your testimony, your testimony is like advice to somebody who has almost the identical testimony. But because you are silent, and because you don't speak, People think in their isolation that they are the only ones experiencing what they are experiencing. Not knowing that there's about 400 people there having exactly the same experience that you are having. But only that you don't witness because you don't share your life. Your life is this little private life. I could also have chosen to have my own private life. Where would you be? Where would we all be? Young lady, young man, old lady, old man, whoever you are, it's your responsibility to at least to be sharing your personal experience, what, it, what you yourself have seen. I was one time some, living somewhere and a, a crazy guy came in the middle of the night. I think he was drunk and he was quarreling with his girlfriend. And uh, I was praying somewhere in a house and I was watching in the middle of the night. I was, I was awake. Because sometimes when I pray, I can't sleep in the night. So I end up having all night every day. So I was awake. And then I heard, pop! So I, I look out of my window and I said, this madman is quarreling with his girlfriend and took the car 
and drove it straight into the house. He would drive forward and then reverse at top speed. And I think the lady called the police. The police came all over. Then, after that, a day or so later, I had a knock on the door and said, Did you see anything? You see, they wanted me to be what? A witness. And what was I supposed to do? Come and preach law? No, I was just to come and say what I saw, what I experienced. Yeah. A witness is someone who sees something, knows about something, and says what he sees and what he knows. And if you do it, it will give rise to a church. The church is the most important thing to Jesus. And so he's obeying him, going into all the world, preaching. It should be the first and most important thing on every Christian's life. And it is when we withdraw from it that the church changes into something strange. That is when the church recoils and becomes a phantom and a ghost of what it was supposed to be. And that is what leads to dead churches and churches without life. There is power. Either God is real or he's not real. These are the only two options. Either God is real or he's not real. Either God has power to change our lives and to put us on a certain course, or he doesn't have the power. But what have you experienced? At least you can say what you know. And I can say that when Jesus changed me when I was in school, up till today, I don't know why Jesus loved me. And I don't know why he chose me. But I'm so glad. And I spend my life telling as many people as possible about Jesus and about how Jesus can change your life either to Christians or to non-Christians I want to still share and when you do that it gives rise to the church and it gives rise to the church and Jesus wants the church to grow he wants the church or the number of people who are hearing about him to increase what is the use of dying what's the use of dying on the cross if nobody knows about it. It makes everything that Jesus did useless. For, for people not to know, it makes, it, makes, it makes Jesus dying on the cross something useless. Like why, why did it even happen? How does he dying on the cross 2,000 years ago, how does it practically affect anything that we are doing today? If we don't know about it. And that is why. There's only one thing Jesus said. Go tell people. uh, Just tell everybody. Tell people about what I've experienced. What you've experienced. And thank God for John. Who wrote. In first hand. That is the most published book ever. In the whole world. Just the book of John. Yeah. More than any other book. In the whole world. More than the whole Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Just John alone. 
And what is the topic? The topic is what John experienced and saw and heard of Jesus. That's the topic that has become the most, the best-selling book of all time. It's the story of Jesus and the story of what it is to know Jesus. And so, my dear friends, thank God today that our topic is church growth. It's like God wants the people that are being saved, people that are being changed, people that are being helped, people that are being passed to the beach in the night. Ten buses full of people from Legon to Okokokrobite Beach in the night to swim in the sea in the night. That instead of the buses taking the people to the, to the beach, the buses will bring the people to church to come to have the house of God, to come and serve God. You think this is not the desire? This is the number one desire of God. And I can understand. Because what is the point of coming to die on the cross if people don't know about it? And that Jesus can actually change. And that there is power in Jesus. Hallelujah. So all of us must have the desire this year, you know, to build the church. And to cause the church to grow, not by members of anybody's church but by pure salvations and pure conversions and pure transformations of people's lives to God through your testimony and through your witness. Yes. And we'll be traveling day and night. We'll be preaching day and night. And we'll be working day and night. And it has never harmed us. It has only blessed us. Don't listen to anybody who wants to tell you this is not a good message. This is the best message. Yeah. You know, whenever Satan, Uncle James told me something many years ago in secondary school. In fact, he told me, I can remember standing in front of my house when he told me. He said, Satan has the same tricks and the tricks always work. He said they always, and Satan doesn't modify his tricks. He's using the same method. And it works all the time. Same thing. People don't just learn from history. What does Satan do? Tell us. Number one, when he came to Adam and Eve in the garden, this is not the message. This is just a pre-message message. When Satan came to Adam and Eve, the first thing was to discredit God's word. Has God said... So you see, one of the things, one of the messages of Satan is always to discredit, first of all, the message, the type, the messages that are coming, either it's preaching about missionaries, preaching about the word of God, go on full-time ministry, lay ministry, all those shepherding, whatever, is to discredit, as God said, it's always, first of all, an attack on God's word. That's why people want to take away the Bible. It's always been the target. Take away the Bible. Don't read the Bible. Read everything else but not the Bible. It's always, as God said, we want to attack the 
words that are coming forth. Same old tricks. Attack the books. Why do you have those books? Why do you read those books? Why do you preach from those books? Yes. Attacking the books and attacking the messages. That's the first one. Then the second thing he said, for God knows that if you eat this, you will become like God. You become like gods. Your eyes will be open. So then the next thing is to attack the character of the person who is speaking. To say that he is an arbitrary tyrant who wants to subject people to a lower state than they could actually be. He wants to keep them in a lower state where they will be subject and lower than they could actually be in real life if they were on their own or if they were free. Which is <laughs> what the Satan would also say to people is that if you stay in this church, you will be lower than you could be. You could have been, what a, look at that man. And to discredit the character, that man, he's a tyrant. He's an arbitrary, he's a dictator. He's building an empire. And to attack the character of the person, that's the second ploy. And it always works. First, you attack the message. Then after that, you attack the character and try to make him out to be some kind of a tyrant, some arbitrary dictator who just keeps people lower than, you know, they would have been free. You'll be like God. You will see no good and evil. And then the third is to offer them something that they can never be. Satan will offer you to be something you cannot be said. You'll be like God. And you'll never be God. Never. It's not going to happen. Or to be great in a certain way that you'll never be. And you can't be. Oh, you'll be like this man. You'll, be your, you'll also be a founder. You also be a founder and also write your own books. And you be a founder and the president of so and so ministry. How many have realized that the attacks is the same? All the attacks that have been against me have been attacking my message. What missionary full time? And it's not that we are going to send missionaries. Hey, it's not that the missionary anointing is becoming wilder. We are not going to send more missionaries. We are inviting people to come into full-time ministry all over the world. Then attack the character of the person that is suppressing people, tyrant ruling the world. Jealousy. Pain of the skin. <laughs> and then number three, Offering you to be equal or to be something great. You'll be like God. And human beings will never be God. That's, that's why we are confused in the world. We are trying to, to run the world and you can see the confusion that has come into the world. The whole world is confused. Though. Wow. Amazing. Are you here or you are leaving? So, church growth, alright, I want you to, I want you to know Number one, I'm going to explain to you why the church is so precious to God. I'm just giving you quick points. Number one, because it is the 
only project that Jesus is doing right now is the only project. Matthew 16, 18. I will build my church. So my topic today is church growth and a burning desire. Church growth and a burning. I want you to have a burning desire and a love for the church and the church work. Number one, it is the only project. Look, if you are building for someone, uh, if you are building for someone, at least with me, the way I build, I'll be close to you. Because I have to call you all the time. Yes. My first contractor, his number is 0277, and I can continue. I know his number by heart. I knew his number in 19. Um, when were we building? Polygonal. 93. I know his number. I don't know many numbers. Yesterday, I was even asking my wife, which numbers are you using? But my contractor's number, the one who was building, oh, is it 93? Yes. 93? No, no, when did Yongicho come? 2001. Yeah, so before, from like 98, 99, 2000, yes, around that time. I don't want to mention his number in the mic, but it's just some. If you after church, I'll tell you. It starts with 02775, and then it continues. Or 02775, and then it continues. God will know your number. If you build his church, uh, that is his project, oh, his project, the owner of the project, he will love you. He will like you. He'll be interested in you. He will call you every day. He will know you personally. If you decide to give yourself to join, to build what is precious to him, You are his project manager. Hey. I will build my church and you've, you've lifted your hands and said, Jesus, how can I help you to build your project? Instead of thinking how you can build your house, you're asking how he can build his house. Most of you don't know how to talk to important people. Important people rarely have someone asking them, how are you feeling? How, is, how are you? But how are you? How do you feel? How are things going with you and so on? No. They don't, they don't do that. Uh, if we would turn our attention from all our plenty problems, and how many have got plenty problems? Hmm. Young people cry, you have problems. Can you imagine the kind of problems that are for older people? You know the amount of depression that is in the world today? Things that can't change, and that have been changed. Problems with no solutions. This is, this is your number one secret. God will know your personal number and you'll be up in the sea, the plenty sea of many people. God will always have you in mind because you are helping to build his church. Physically, spiritually, whichever way. Whether you are a basenta leader or you are this or that or whatever. Love his project. Take up his project. Huh? The church is a very great thing. 
I think you don't know how great this is. When the disciples followed Jesus and did what he said, go into the world and preach, within three centuries, they had even conquered the Roman Empire. And even the Roman Emperor himself had bowed to Christ. In three centuries, as going around witnessing, and I don't think you know what the Roman Empire was. It was a very powerful, it's not this type of, it's not a, the British Empire is now just an island, but it was a huge empire. Very, very strong, but the emperor himself bowed down to the church. Yeah. The church is very powerful. When you give yourself to building the church, you are giving yourself to building something that God has chosen to show his great wisdom. That's number two. Point number two is yes, God has ch- chosen to show wisdom through the church. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 10. To the intent that the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church. By the church. The church church is the avenue through which they will know the wisdom of God. The church is the avenue through which the secular world and the princes and principalities and authorities. You can change the version. The authorities will know about God and about great wisdom through the church. It was the intention of God. Huh? What is this? What, what version is this? That through the church, the multifaceted wisdom of God in all its countless aspects might be now made known, revealing the mystery to the angelic rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. Even the princes in heavenly places will know about the multifaceted wisdom of God through the church. The church is not a small thing. People think, oh, are you going to work for the church? Oh, no. You have to work for the bank. You have to work. Let me tell you. Almost all the companies I came to meet don't exist. When I started in the church and people were despising the church. Mention their names. I don't want to mention in the microphone, but you mention. Huh? So many companies. Rose Pillars. Yeah. It's true. It's a long time I had a Rose Pillars. Yeah. Glamour, GNTC, UTC, Ghana Airways, Voditechnic, eh? Bank. Yes, banks, many banks. As for banks, we don't want to mention them. Many, many banks are no more there. Yes. Many, Zane, all these companies. Yeah, and people said, oh, why do you want to work in the church? What do we do? They do that? Why do you tell the church? What is the church? What is church? What is church? What is church? Church is a very, very great thing. Maybe you don't know. Bible says that to the intent that through church, eh, wisdom, wisdom will be shown to the authorities. Yes, the multifaceted wisdom of God will be revealed to authorities, rulers and authorities through the church. Yeah. The church is not a small thing. It's not a small thing. It is, it is something fantastic that God has created. And that is why this year we are going to give ourselves 
and you, when I say uh, we, don't think of any pastor. We are all witnesses. I'm telling you, no, I'm, this one there, no one is going to escape from it. Unless you are not a real Christian, then you are fake. You are a fake Christian. But if you are a genuine Christian, you are supposed to go out and be a witness. Amen. Yeah. And you will be surprised as you build the church. That is where you are going to find the solution to all your problems. Amen. One day I met a brother and uh, he told me that his wife has taken everything of his. I said, just taking things like what? He said, he's, he's ta- she's taking my house. When he divorced from her, she's taking my television. He said, I had a big TV with a big remote. She's taking it. She's taking my children. He told me when I, when I want to see my children, I have to go and park outside the house. And I will see her boyfriend sitting with his leg on my chest, my, my settee. Watching my television with my wife and my children. So I asked him, where, where did you meet this wife? Do you want to know where he met? Oh, I don't think you want to know. I, and I'm not going to tell you because, because you are not interested in, in I, I don't want to tell you where. I think I'll tell, some people should come to the side here and I'll, I'll tell. Are you sure you want to know? He said to me, I was a musician playing a guitar. And I went to a nightclub in Europe and I was playing and singing and I met this girl in that nightclub she was also dancing and shaking herself how many would prefer to meet your wife in church Instead of meeting her at a nightclub, you don't know what type of lotto kiosk you are buying. You are, you are getting married to. She will take your TV. Tell your neighbor, if you don't take her, she will take your TV and your remote. Amen. Number three. Quickly, quickly. The church is the extension of your family. Oh yes. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 48. Who is my mother? Who are my brother? Brothers. Who are my brethren? Then he answered verse 49. He stretched his hand towards his disciples. And he said behold my mother and my brethren. Brothers and sisters let me tell you something. Your biological family is too small to meet all your needs for the number of brothers you need in this life, the number of sisters you need, the number of mothers you need, and the number of fathers you need. Your family is too small for that. 
And the things your father knows are too few. The things he will share with you are too few. How many of you father has taken you to a Chinese restaurant before? You are sitting down. This is your father and you are sitting around the table. How many have, how many have had that before? How many have not had that before? Uh, no, raise your hand if you've not had that. You see now? Who is ever going to take you to a restaurant to even tell you how to hold a fork? You are about to use your fingers in the restaurant. Oh, yes. Too small. Your, 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 the experiences of your father and your mother are too limited to be enough for you. You need some more fathers and some more mothers who will add and refine you and make you as you are supposed to be. And that's why Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my mother? Because his mother was there. He said, who is my mother? When you come to church, you have more mothers. You have more fathers. You have more brothers. You have more sisters. You have a bigger family. Way bigger than you, you, you had. You have aunties. You have uncles. So as we are building the church, eh, as we are building the church, we are bringing in some more of your sisters, more of your brothers, more of your aunties, more of your beloveds. Oh. Huh? Some of you can't find the beloved. Huh? In a mega church, there is no shortage. Recently, a brother came to see me. He said he wants to a beloved. So I asked him, how old are you? He said, oh, I'm 81 years old. It's a mega church. It's a mega church. 81. So I said, I have some sisters. Some, some of my daughters are in their 70s. Hallelujah. Tell the nearest sister, there is no shortage of beloveds in a mega church. Tell somebody, don't worry about you are afraid of greater love club. Nobody is talking to the greater love club people. Tell them, don't worry. You, you will have a beloved very soon. There's no shortage. Your type is in the church. Your type is in the church. Are you listening to me? That is why, uh, you see, when we build the church, we are not thinking of all these, but I'm just showing you that. Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my mother? Who is my mother? Who is my sister? Who is my sister? Who are the fathers? 
I thank God for some of the fathers I've had. When Pastor Prince Guneratnam in Malaysia, he took me as his son. I don't know why. What's that? Rain. Oh, yes. He took me as his son and spoke to me in that way. And his wife also took me as her son. I have enjoyed many fathers. I've enjoyed people. People have been a certain way towards me. Yeah. And God is going to give you people. You, you realize that uh, so much has come to your life because of this person. Yes. There's so much in the church. Yeah, so much in the church. No one father can do enough for you. I remember when my father took us, when we were children, he took us to a restaurant a number of times. But I remember a restaurant which does not exist in Accra, in Palm Court restaurant. Yeah, it's been, it's been demolished. You'll be there. It's been demolished. How will you be there? You have to listen to the message before you shout, I'll be there. Wow. Accra has been hot. I remember when my father took me on Lufthansa. Do you know Lufthansa? Even Ghana Airways, you don't know Africa well. Yeah. I remember so many things. And when my father died, I remembered all the things and the places he had taken me to. I remember. But your father will never be enough to take you to everywhere that you need to go to. And that's why God gives you the church. So that you have a bigger, more options and more fathers and more mothers and more sisters and more brothers. Can I have an amen? amen. Number five. The church is very precious to Jesus because he bought it with his blood. Amen. It's a very precious thing to Jesus. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. It says, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the flock which he has purchased with his own blood. You and I and the church is something that Jesus bought. And when he was asked to pay, when he was asked to pay, eh, he didn't use money. He used his blood. He took his blood and paid for the church. So it's a very precious thing to God. So when you give yourself 
to church growth or church building you are giving yourself to something that Jesus Christ used his blood can you imagine going shopping and everywhere you go they say how are you paying and then you say pay with blood you have to withdraw some blood and pay withdraw blood and pay and that is how it was for Jesus to go out and buy us Bible says we are redeemed the word redeem is the word buy we are redeemed by the blood so if we were using the word redeem today in today's English when we are going shopping you say I'm going redeeming I'm going to redeem at the Accra mall so the church is very precious huh? to Jesus and so we are giving ourselves to do something that is so precious to God and to Jesus number five number five or six whichever number it is the church is a set of thorns and pricks in Acts chapter 8 the Bible says as for Saul he made havoc of the church he made what? havoc of the church entering into every house and hailing men and women and committed them to prison this is what he was doing to the church but in Acts chapter 9 and verse 4 as he was on the road to Damascus the Lord met him and the Bible says he fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying Saul Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Lord, who art thou? And he said, I'm the Lord. I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. I am Jesus. I'm the church. The church is Jesus. The church is Jesus. When you fight the church, you are personally fighting Jesus Christ. He said, I am Jesus. You are making havoc of the church. You are fighting the church. And Jesus introduced himself. I am Jesus. I'm the one you are, I'm the one you are fighting. Then he said, it is hard to kick against the pricks or the thorns. And the definition in the Greek is something that gives a sting. As that of bees, scorpions, and locusts. And wild animals are wounded by their sting and even cause death so a sting is like a deadly weapon so the church is like a deadly weapon which you strike and a lot of people feel the church is soft you strike the church in the last few years we've had people striking at us they feel that they can strike they should watch out because the sting of the Lord it's the only thing they are going to experience as a reward for fighting the church. Everybody who decides to fight the church eventually withers and the church remains as it is and it gets even stronger. So when you build the church, you are building something that is so precious to God and so precious to Jesus. Hallelujah. And you are building something that is a weapon. It's a weapon. It's very, very defensive. It's, it's, it's like somebody who is touchy. 
someone who doesn't like to be touched and someone who doesn't like to be, you know, attacked. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because you find yourself reaping the pricks and the thorns and the stings of God. Amen. And then finally, Jesus, the church is his body. His body, his body. Huh. In Ephesians, are you there? The church is the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 29. The Bible says, For no man ever yet hated his flesh. Amen. No one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as does the Lord. Verse 30. Look at verse 30. For we are members of his body, of the flesh and of his bones. We are, we are the flesh and the bones of Jesus. So when you, when you touch and you attack or you build up, everybody likes his flesh. Everybody loves his flesh. You, you've got to be careful when you are dealing with somebody's flesh. In Job, remember the story of Job. Job was first tempted by them killing his children and his whole family died. But Satan came to God and told God, touch his flesh and see. Touch his flesh and see. So in the book of Job, he said skin for skin. Satan answered, Job chapter 2 verse 4, and said skin for skin. All that a man gives, has he will give for his life. Put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will cast thee to thy face. In other words, if you touch his flesh, you will see a response which you will never see unless you touch his flesh. And I'm telling you, if you touch Jesus' flesh, you will see a response which you will never see when you do so many other things. But when you touch the body of Christ, you are touching his bones and his flesh. All of us have that reaction. When you touch your body, you say, Ay! my body, my body. That is why the church is so precious to God. No matter what and no matter which type of church, your best bet is to leave the church. To, for God to sort out his own church. But the church is a very special thing. It is the flesh of Jesus. And that is why this year we are going to make Jesus fat. How many want Jesus' flesh to be mega, juicy, round, and perfect? Amen. And God is going to bless us as we build his church. Yes. This is a great opportunity that we have. How many are going to give yourself to church growth? All of us. Now, sometimes we have multiple services. We don't have yet branches in Accra. But soon we are going to start. Then, I'm talking about First Love Church. And then also, we have gathering service. So, we can always choose which, which one we want to do. We either have multiple or we have gathering. It depends on us. 
how we feel. We felt like gathering service today. So we're having a gathering service today. When we want to do multiple services, we have, because our church is flexible, we are young people, so there's no whatever. Because each one has its effect. Each one has an effect. And each one has its role. So there are times that we are just, we'll be just gathering services. And then at times we have multiple services, depending on which one. And then we are going to have swollen Sundays as well. Many, many swollen Sundays for evangelism and for salvation, for us to make great efforts for people to be part. God has called us to be a candle in the dark. How many are glad to be a candle in the dark? Amen. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 13, Bible says, in the midst of the seven candlesticks, I saw one like the son of man, clothed with the garments and get around. Jesus was standing in the midst of the golden candlesticks, the seven candles. And what are the candlesticks? What are the seven candlesticks? In verse 20, the Bible says that the mystery of the seven stars and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So we are a candle in the midst. Jesus is standing in the midst of candles. He's in our midst like this and we are lights to the world. How many are ready to be a light to the world? God is going to use you for church growth. You will be a telepastor. You will be a bus center leader. You will be busing every member one bus. Look, in this church, we are not interested in your car. We want buses. We have no time for cars on Sundays. We need buses. You use your car on, on Saturday and um, during the week. God will give you nice cars to drive. Amen. How many believe that God will give you a nice car? We need buses. Amen. So, in the church, we, there, we are not interested in cars. Where there are a lot of cars, there are few people. Did you know that? Any church you see a lot of cars, there are few people in the church. If you like, go around and see, you see a lot of cars. And when you go inside, there are few people. Many cars means few people. Because there's only one person in one car. Usually. Yeah. So, you are a candle. We are candles. How many are happy to be a candle in the dark? Oh, yes. God is, this year, your light is coming on. Yeah, your light is coming on. Your light is coming on. And this is going to be the great blessing. You know, for me, I tell you, my whole life I've been doing church. People have approached me for politics, for this. I said, look, please, me, business, politics, all those things, I'm not interested. No, 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 no. I only do church by the grace. Yeah. My whole life and work is church work. Yeah. I don't have any, even one, uh, whatever, canoe or I don't have even, what are the, Uber. Hey, is that also another business? Uber, yeah. No, no, no. People don't respect the church. You see, I'm a medical doctor. I could be working anywhere. I would have been all these years. 
I've given myself to church to God. And he has told me that my church is a very precious, it's my flesh. Build my church. Nurture my church. If you love me, feed my sheep. This is all that I'm doing. People can't even believe that it could it be that that's all that. Hey, maybe you are hiding something. Maybe there's something else you are, you are doing. Yeah. As you see, the churches in all the countries, many, 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 many churches and cathedrals. This is all. If Jesus, he, he will bless you. One time he told me how much money he was going to give me to build the church. Millions of dollars. And it has happened. Millions of dollars. Yeah. The Holy Spirit told me, I'll give you this amount and this amount. Two figures. I'll give you this for church building and this for other things. That's why I'm only building the church, building the church, building the church. Yeah. When you say, if you seek first his agenda... He starts to look at you and say, what can I do for you? Look, even when people work for you. Me, I have also have people that work for me. When I see those who love me, they work with all their heart. They're just trying to do something. My heart goes out. I don't know what else I can do for this person. What can I do? What is in my power to do? There's nothing. Take up the vision of God. Take up this one thing. He said, look, you have saved you. Go out and be my witnesses. Forget about your visions for money, for prosperity, for whatever. Have this one thing. What Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Let us be witnesses unto him. Let us do his will. Eh? Let's build the church. What a gathering, multiple days, center, whatever. You know, today, I met some of the people in my office before church started. They are, they are all working church, different things they do. Almost all of them said, you know, where I work now, the skills that I learned in church is what I use in my work. Yeah. So so I did this in school. I did this in school, but I'm not using that. It is my skill in this that I learned because some of them work in the media and different things. I learned it all in church. And that's what I'm, that's rather what's giving me a job. That's what I'm, I'm being employed on. The skills you get when you work in church, even gathering. Talking to people. I remember one pastor, when he spoke up, the, uh, the bosses in the office said, ah, it seems you are a public speaker. You know, it seems you are a public speaker. Because he had not revealed to them that he was a pastor. Yeah, and you learn how to speak and how to do so many things. So it's not about sitting in the church waiting for us to come and bless you with a white handkerchief. Or to give you Vaseline or oil or salt. Eh? Are you listening? We will give you salt. We will give you oil. We will give you Vaseline. We will give you everything. But I'm telling you, let's give ourselves. Let's give ourselves. Let's, let's take a, his flesh. Jesus' flesh. It is his church. It is his flesh and his bones. It's a touch of man's flesh and you will see his reaction. In other words, treat his body with, with love and with care. Rejoiner said one time he was walking near Buckingham Palace. And suddenly the, the word of the Lord came to him. You are, you are just about to meet the queen. Hey, and it was because he's an American. So he thinks, oh, how am I going to behave? Will I shake her hand? Will I say this? Will I say this? Because the Lord had told him, he had it in his ear. You are about to meet the queen. So he was wondering, how would he stand? What would he say? Because he was just near the palace. And then the Holy Spirit told him, my queen is my church. Not this queen in the Buckingham Palace. 
It's my church is my queen. My church is my queen. She's precious to me. Airport stars, singers, choristers, dancing stars, music stars, media stars, oh, I don't know whatever star you are. And if you are not a star, then you are in the wrong place. I tell you, there's something wrong with you. You've got to be a star. Hallelujah. How many are happy that you're going to be a candle? One of his candles. One of his candles. Yes. And you're going to serve him. Oh, yes. This is his only project. Jesus is going to be calling your number. 027. My, my contractor, he knows it when I preach. He knows I'm talking about him. Because I knew his time. I, I call him 100 times a day. 0277. In those days, you can't remember. You have to remember people's numbers. So I had to memorize it. These days, we don't remember people's numbers. Ah, God will know your number. He'll be calling you. You'll not be asking for a beloved. 14 people will propose to you. You will be choosing between do I want this tall guy or want a shorter guy? Or do I want this guy, the brown one or the dark brown one or the midnight black one or the ebony, ebony guy? When I see brothers who can't get beloveds, I say, look at somebody. You are not serious in the church. If you are serious walking the anointing, your problem will be that they will be falling down before you all the time. Yes. The virgins will love you. Ask your neighbor, are you part of the church building, the church growth? The church growth. Where is your bus? Ask the person, did you bring a bus today? Did you bring a bus? Our busing is going to, I want to, pay, the busing people, I said I was going to pay for one of the buses from Dansoma. No one has ever been, no one has ever come to ask me. Yes, I, I said I was sponsoring the bus from Dansoma. No one has ever come to ask me for the money. You see, the marshals. Yeah. Now, it's now. You know why we built that office block there? It's for the swollen Sunday to fill all the floors are supposed to be filled. Yes. That is why we built it. All the floors, each floor is full, full. First floor, second floor, there with a big screen. For souls. Yes. Overflow. All the halls. What is it for? Why do you think we are building it? It's not that we are coming to do mega church. I say it's not that we are coming to do mega church. Yes. Nobody's going to be left out. Number one. Let's go through the points quickly. I'm closing. I've closed. Number one. What's the first one? The church is what? The only project. No, it's not the only project. The only project that he's doing. Do you know any other project? Is he building a crash? Is he building a school somewhere? Is he building some boreholes anywhere? Number one, it is his only project. Number two, he has chosen the church to show his great wisdom. Yes. All the things I know, I learned it from the church. Yeah. All the things I know. By the grace of God, I've hosted presidents in my house a number of times. A number of times. By the grace of God. I said, by the grace of God. 
I don't know if you have hosted any assemblyman in, in, in your house before. Uh, as a businessman, I don't know if you have hosted any assemblyman in your house before. I've interacted with many presidents in many countries. The latest, the latest being the president of Kenya. Yes. I can show you pictures. Yeah. Through the church. The only way, he didn't welcome me because I was a doctor. Huh? Yes. The church is a wild thing. Is that through the church, the wisdom of God. Yeah. Yes. And that's my missionary. You see, those who say it's not good to be a missionary, that's my missionary. He has been in Kenya for 18 years. And that's the president of Kenya standing in the, in our, in, in the middle of our midst there. Beautiful. Only through the church. Oh, yes. Have you been introduced to your assemblyman? As a, as a businessman. Huh? Oh, district chief as a guy. Sorry, DC. Number three. The church is the extension of your family. How many had only one brother? You had only one brother, one sister. Now, by the grace of God, you have about 12 sisters, 12 brothers, more brothers. Some of you, how many, you had, only, how many had only one mother? Ah, God has increased your mothers. About eight mothers. Eight mothers. Very nice. Very nice. I am a mother to some of you. It's because of me that some of you have been bathing in the evening. Especially the sisters. Those who didn't bath before you came to church. Especially dancing stars. Who don't bath in the evening. and say I receive all the mothers all the fathers, all the aunties all the uncles all the family members oh yes there's somebody here you'll be going to America or some other country as soon as you land your other family members church family will just be around you 100% receive it in Jesus name number four the church is very precious to Jesus because he bought it with his blood. Yes. He paid for it. When he said, how much? He said, oh, 10, this is oh, 10 mils. Maybe I don't know how much blood was used to buy only you. When you add 5 mils, 2 mils, 1 mil of blood, 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 blood. Number 5. The church it's a set of thorns and bricks. Watch out. All those who have made themselves enemies of the church. The sting of the Lord is upon you. The sting of the Lord is upon you. And that's how sometimes you just watch people as they make it. 
they, are, they want to wreak havoc, wreak havoc in the church. Yeah. And then the last, the last, the last one. The church is the body of Jesus. The flesh, no, the flesh and the bones of Jesus. There were seven points. Oh, it's only this. All right. Stand to your feet, everybody. You want me to? You want me to continue praying? My voice, my voice is also finishing. The church is a candle in the dark. Yes. The church is a candle. Why did you forget that? See me after church. The church is a candle in the dark. Wow. Huh? It's a candle. How many are ready to be a candle for Jesus? Father, we give you thanks for raising up such a wonderful family for us. We never knew, Lord, that you would give us more brothers, more sisters, more friends, more mothers, more aunties, more uncles, more of everything, Lord, by just being in this great family. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us to value so much your church that we'll give ourselves to building it Thank you for today's message on church growth. A burning passion. Give every one of us here a burning passion to build your church somehow from our little corner point of view. Raise up many, many of your wonderful children to be pastors, shepherds, and workers. And I know, Lord, that you can use everyone. Now lift your hand as a witness every one of us has an opportunity to be a witness may you be anointed to be a witness at least to say what you have experienced in God may the Lord himself bless as we serve him and build his church to the glory of almighty God father thank you for blessing the church today with such a great blessing blessing of church growth it is possible thank you for 25,000 children of God it is possible we will see it practically thank you for multiple services gathering services branch services and campuses Lord thank you for all that you have done we are grateful we love you we thank you and we praise you in Jesus name Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, they want to give your life to God, to give your life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you, but deep down in your heart, you know that you are far from God. I want to give you an opportunity to take Jesus as your Savior. Jesus loves you. Jesus is real. He's either real or he's not real. But Jesus is real. And today I want to stretch out my hand and invite anybody who wants to take Jesus as your savior. He loves you. He died for you. He paid for your life with his blood. And if you want to give your life to God today, you want to give your heart to Jesus, lift up your right hand wherever you are standing and I'm going to pray with you. Lift it up high. God bless you. Wherever you are standing, just lift it up. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give my life to Jesus. 
I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted your hands and you want to be born again, you want to give your life to God, I want you to come to me. Come from upstairs. Come from the back. Come from the side. Come from wherever you are. Come, come running all the way. Come, my friend. Come from the back. Come from upstairs. Come from wherever you are. Pastor, I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. Jesus. Come on. Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. From today, I give my heart and my life to God and to Jesus. And I am born again at this very moment. Let's all say I am born again at this very moment. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. Now lift up your finger like this. Say after me, Satan. I can't hear you. Say, Satan. Listen carefully. From today, I will not serve you again. Satan, I will not follow you again. I belong to God and I will serve God. In the name of Jesus, lift your two hands. Say, Jesus, I love you. 
Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, from today, I am your servant. I am your servant. I am your follower. I am your child. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. God bless you. Now, all of you who came to the front to give your life to God, are you happy that you came to give your life to Jesus? Oh, I can't hear. Are you happy that you came to give your life? Are you going to follow Jesus? Are you going to serve him? Lift your hand and say, I am born again. I am a child of God from today. I am God's child in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you see our pastor who's, look at this over there. Follow me. Follow the sign. They are going with you this way. No, but it's raining. So, should they go back to their seat and after? Yeah, go back to your seat. After, when we close, come to the left side. Uh, where, where the choir is on that side over there. Wave, wave. All right, come. When we close, come to this side there. All right? Okay? So, everybody, look at me. Say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. From today, I am a servant of God. I'm a child of God in Jesus' name. Amen. So after we close, come up there. Go back to your seat. God bless you. You may be seated. Take out your holy communion. Take it. This is my body, which was broken for you. Drink. This is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood. As it turns alive, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Start everybody. The cup of blessing which we bless. It's, it's time for communion. The blood of Christ, the bread which we break. It's the communion of the body of Christ. before you with the holy bread may we be healed as we receive of your body let power go into every life and let everyone receive miracle healing from even diseases we don't know let cancers be healed let plagues be healed let frightening diagnosis be driven away from our lives we thank you for your power, your mercy, and your healing. In Jesus' name, the body of Jesus Christ. the blood whatever mistake how many made some mistakes last year 
and even January hasn't finished and there's already some mistakes lift up the blood may you be washed away may your sin and your mistake be washed away through the blood of Jesus your mistake is forgiven through the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus Christ lift your hands for your blessing receive your blessing from the Lord as you serve him and as you help to build the church every standing please every standing every standing every standing every standing please may the Lord bless you may the Lord heal you may the Lord visit you and may the Lord remember you in the name of Jesus Christ whatever mistake you have made that is following you like a snake which has bitten you but doesn't want to release you today in the name of Jesus may the head of the snake be cut off may death come to the head of I see that snake the head of the snake is now dead and I see the snake disconnected from you be healed of the poison that has entered you by your interaction with any snake be delivered from every curse be delivered and be set free in the mighty name of Jesus whatever represents a chain a chain or a snake in your life I curse it I command it to die I command, I command the story of the snake to finish the story of that snake to end in the name of Jesus Christ the story of the snake is past I declare your testimony now whatever you've waited for a long time to hear some good news about lift your hand and begin to hear the first of all you will hear glimpses of good news and then receive the final good news you've been waiting for for a long time receive it by the power of God in the name in the name of Jesus Christ I see a final breakthrough a final breakthrough in your life something that disturbs you for a long time God has given you the answer and the breakthrough has come lift your hand in thanksgiving because it has happened in the name of Jesus and somebody here you feel you are a young person why do you have such problems at your age your problem look more than your age receive a deliverance from those problems in the mighty name of Jesus and someone who has not been able to build a house but has been trying to build a house receive supernatural grace and receive the house right now in the name of Jesus Christ right now I declare the prophetic word that is spoken over your life is actually happening to your amazement I mean an amazing story and an amazing testimony is coming out of your lips I see you there's somebody here you are there's a, a look of amazement on your face it's like I can't believe it I can't believe it I can't believe that 
this good thing has come to pass in my life receive this prophetic word over your life may you be amazed at the goodness of the Lord I command all gates that have been closed to you to open now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth let the Lord help you now let the Lord send angels let the Lord send help from heaven be strengthened and be fortified and be blessed in Jesus name Amen God bless you you may be seated God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.